Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for July the 23rd of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. And of course, you guessed it, today we are focusing on the Xbox Series X Games Showcase because there were plenty of titles shown off. Now, I will share my thoughts on the show as a whole after we dive into each individual announcement, but let's go ahead and start checking out everything that was announced, including Halo Infinite, Avowed, Fable, State of Decay 3, and so many more. Now, it's worth noting a lot of the games that were shown off during today's program had already been announced. We got a deeper look at games like Watch Dogs Legion and many others. So if you want to go back, I would highly encourage you to check out the entire show. It's up right now at 4K 60 FPS on the official Xbox channel. But before we dive into these games themselves, it is important to note that everything we discuss and every game uh, that is coming from the Xbox Game Studios uh, family is going to be available via Game Pass, which is a very significant win. And that's if you are a regular Game Pass subscriber or if you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate. So, in Thursday's stream, Microsoft showed off 22 different games that will appear on Xbox consoles, including 10 brand new game announcements. Let's go ahead and run through them. Halo Infinite. Master Chief gets to be the first name on the program at this show, perhaps because he is the star. 343 Industries' crack at a new Halo campaign is set to debut this fall, and the lengthy trailer showed us a bit more of the story and a lot more gameplay. Most importantly, the Chief got to show off his new grappling hook. Halo Infinite, which the studio has described as a spiritual reboot, aims to please both Halo newcomers and old-timers, will be bigger than previous entries in the franchise, and of course, footage of the game shown during today's livestream displayed a map with multiple quest markers on it, suggesting more of an open world than previous Halo games have had. But how big is this world exactly? Is it infinite? We don't know yet, but we do know that Master Chief will get to drive a warthog over some otherworldly cliff sides, and again, there is that grappling hook. So that is something. Halo Infinite will be on Game Pass at launch, and it will be on the Xbox Series X, the Xbox One, and Windows, and it's also now listed on Steam. So first and foremost, Halo Infinite. This is going to be a game changer for the Halo franchise uh, because of the way that this is built. Essentially, the Halo ring that you see behind Master Chief in this thumbnail is going to be your hub world. This is where uh, you unlock this giant landscape to explore a couple of hours into the campaign uh, that essentially allows you to run missions. And in the future, this will act as a foundation that 343 will build new Halo experiences upon. There will not be a Halo Infinite 2 per se. This is going to be your Halo experience on the Xbox Series X for years to come in the similar kind of vein as a Destiny experience. Make no mistake, it is not Destiny, at least that's not what it appears to be in its current state, uh, but it is providing a similar experience. This is not just going to be a one and done uh, in terms of playing through the campaign. You will have plenty of new content that is released over the course of the coming years. Now, on top of that, let's go ahead and talk about the gameplay. Now, I'm not going to be showing it here on today's program. I would encourage you, if you would like, uh, to pull up each of these trailers and watch along with today's show, because I have to keep in mind, uh, of course, copyright issues, and on top of that, the audio listeners. Uh, but 
I will say the gameplay impressed me because through the gameplay, you can tell how the game feels when you play it. It is not as fast paced and the movement is not as quick as Halo 5 Guardians, which is a big benefit. There is no more dashing, uh, but the movement is not as slow as a Halo 2 or a Halo 3 or even a Halo Combat Evolved. It does have the grappling hook. You can visibly see Master Chief slide. You can sprint, though you are not full speed ahead sprinting like a freight train. It's somewhere in between. Now, in terms of shooting, everything looks very, very tight, very impressed with what I have seen there. Uh, but one of the most glaring issues, and if you even glance at social media, is the fact that these textures are rough. I'm talking about from the grass to the mountains to the armor to the enemies themselves to some of the main characters in some of these cutscenes. It is very much so in need of higher resolution textures. That is the most glaring issue that Halo Infinite is experiencing. And you can see that in the conversation surrounding the gameplay itself. Uh, that is something that has to be fixed. But if you take the textures out of the equation and you go ahead and assume that these are going to be fixed and improved between now and the time the game launches, Halo Infinite looks to be a very impressive Halo game, and I am very confident in its ability to be a console seller, because people love Halo. The engagements have been insane on social media feeds, and so it does look to be living up to the hype, at least to some degree. There is still work to be done. I am not saying it is a perfect game. But it certainly is going to be a much better Halo experience uh, than we have gotten in recent years, of course not counting the Halo Master Chief Collection. But moving on, we have As Dusk Falls. Indie studio Interior Night, headed up by ex-Quantic Dream lead game designer Caroline Markle, showed off a moody trailer for its debut game about two families locked in turmoil. Uh, this is a very neat game with a very cool art style. I'll go ahead and give you guys a glimpse of this one. Uh, but it does seem to be telling a very deep story. It kind of combines something of a Telltale game with very detailed... Uh, art styles that really pop. Of course, you can see that these are static images, but they are telling a story. I'm interested in the gameplay. I'm not exactly sure what style of game this is, just going off of the gameplay, uh, but it is going to be an interactive drama, as the article does point out in the video shows. Uh, so I'm interested in this one. Of course, this is uh, one of these new generation experiences that is certainly taking advantage of some of the hardware, uh, but more so this is experiencing uh, and experimenting with a new method of storytelling. Now, Avowed looks to be a very significant game. This is Obsidian Entertainment's brand new first-person fantasy role-playing game, and it is set in the world of Pillars of Eternity, according to the team at Polygon, uh, which makes me very excited. This is not one that I expected to see at all. Of course, for those that don't know what Obsidian has been working on, primarily uh, they have been working on Grounded, which is a new game coming to the Xbox and also to PC uh, that essentially is kids that have been shrunk and they have to survive in the backyard. It looks fine. I played the early access build of it. It's okay. This is what I wanted Obsidian to do. This is a very significant game, uh, because if you look back to what Obsidian has done in the past, one of their most popular projects was Fallout New Vegas, which is a very, very, very popular game. 
And of course, on top of that, they are very well known uh, for the recent release of The Outer Worlds, which is a very popular RPG, one of the best of this generation that we are currently in uh, with the PS4 and the Xbox One. But as you can see, you have an Elder Scrolls RPG set up here. You have a rune-covered sword in your right hand, Magicka on your left, and some kind of giant enemy coming through that doorway right in the middle. I am very into whatever Avowed is. Uh, this is a game that could feasibly, if done properly, take on the world of the Elder Scrolls, and that gets me very excited, uh, because in terms of giant fantasy RPGs, there aren't too many that have been able to pull off uh, something of the magnitude that is expected uh, whenever you are competing in that space with the Elder Scrolls. And I think with the funding of the Xbox Game Studios brand uh, behind the team at Obsidian, you could have something very impressive. On top of that, we are seeing the return of Fable. Playground Games debuted a very brief teaser for the next Fable game, which apparently will not have a number in the title. This is undoubtedly going to be a full reboot of the Fable franchise. Uh, I'm not saying it won't have callbacks to the other Fable games, but it does seem to be the case that enough time has passed uh, where it does warrant a bit of a change. It does warrant a bit of a rebirth, if you will. Uh, now, Fable, for those that don't know, takes a more playful approach uh, to gameplay. It is something that does not take itself too seriously, but as you can see, uh, it certainly is aiming very high. Now, if you want to dive into Fable games, Fable Anniversary is available, available right now on Game Pass, and you can dive in and play that. Of course, that is an Xbox 360 port that is compatible with the Xbox One, uh, but clearly does not take itself too seriously when you see the fairy getting eaten by a frog. Uh, that is certainly something that uh, tickles my fancy. And I saw this logo and I thought, man, that's going to be a very big deal for the Xbox brand. Then you have your Forza Motorsport. Now, this is very early in development, uh, and they made that very clear. But just like the next Fable, the next Forza Motorsport game will not have a number in the title. Turn 10's similar uh, brief teaser showed us few cars and not much else, though Xbox head Phil Spencer said the game will deliver ray tracing and native 4K at 60 frames per second. Uh, for those motorheads out there, this looks to be the racing experience you expect uh, from an Xbox Series X and the team at Turn 10. Now, Forza has always been somewhat of a benchmark for what consoles are capable of. Uh, in a similar way, you have Gran Turismo looking very sharp on the PlayStation 5. Uh, now, we had a comment earlier that said that this Forza Motorsport game did not look as impressive as Gran Turismo, and to some degree, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, but at the same time... This looks very good in my book. You see a lot of reflections, a lot of processing going on, very clean game. Uh, but, of course, this is just in-engine footage. This is not gameplay per se. Uh, so I want to make that very clear. A lot can change uh, between now and the time a game is released. And, of course, this is a very, very early build of the game that was made very clear. Uh, so when will we be seeing this one? Maybe 2021, more than likely. I would say spring of 2022, but that's just my two cents on that one. Nothing has been shared right now. 
Then you have The Gunk from the creators of Steam World. They have a new game in the works. It's an all-new adventure game from Image and Form and Thunderful Publishing, inviting players to explore, battle alien enemies, and solve puzzles on a strange planet. Uh, this one, again, was more of a CGI trailer, nothing really shown in terms of gameplay itself uh, to a large degree, but you can get a glimpse as to what you can expect. Of course, very beautiful worlds that take lighting to the next level in a lot of different ways, some platforming here and there, uh, but this is going to be a lighthearted, somewhat indie title, if you will, uh, if you wanted to dive in and experience something along those lines. Uh, personally, I'm getting strong Journey to the Savage Planet vibes from this one, but not with that same kind of humor necessarily. Uh, and that's something I could be into. I like puzzle platformers, and this seems to be scratching that itch. Of course, it looks like there's a bit of light uh, combat that is going to be involved there as well. So if you want to suck up the gunk, by all means, you can dive in uh, when it hits the Xbox and PC later on in the future. Then, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Sega announced that the latest entry in its long-running free-to-play online action role-playing game is coming to the Xbox Series X. A very good-looking little free-to-play right there. It kind of combines the worlds of Monster Hunter and, to some degree, an MMO, if you will, uh, from what I saw. Very interesting. Uh, but if you are into this style of combat, I'll try and pull it up here for you to, uh, to check it out. Uh, it looks fun if you have friends to play with. Uh, it, it can be up somebody's alley. I like the look of it, not sure that I'll be diving in, uh, but again, free to play, very exciting stuff there. Then Stalker 2. This game was first announced as being in development back in 2010. Uh, again, that is 10 years ago, but then it got shelved more than once. In 2018, GSC Game World Twitter account revealed the game would exist after all, including the text 2021 or 2021, I should say, to suggest the sequel would finally arrive in 2021. And Thursday's Xbox Game Showcase confirmed that this long-awaited follow-up will come to the Xbox Series X, uh, as you would expect from today's big event. This is very depressing, not even going to lie, uh, especially with the current state of the world. But if you are into uh, the Chernobyl-style setting, if you are into uh, these horrid hellscape-ish games, then you can uh, certainly look forward to this one. Uh, as you can see, very much so some supernatural science stuff going on in the world of Stalker 2, as you would expect from the Stalker 2 game. Uh, also, slight Last of Us vibes in a way. You see people that are strolling around a camp uh, on a road here to the side of what appears to be Chernobyl itself. Uh, and again, this is just me reading into things, but a, a Chernobyl-style site. Uh, so, hey, if you are in the Stalker 2, this looks to be your opportunity uh, to get your hands on it on the Xbox Series X or PC. Which, again, this game is coming in 2021. Then a shocker, State of Decay 3 is going to be coming to the Xbox Series X and the PC. Did not think they would reveal this one this soon. Uh, but I want to make it very clear, and I said this on Twitter, there is a solid possibility that State of Decay 3 could get an award for being uh, the game that is furthest from its debut trailer when it finally does launch, because there is no way uh, the gameplay is going to be anywhere near what you look at when you see State of Decay 3 uh, being shown off in today's game showcase. This looks like a Last of Us style game. You see a woman surviving in the woods and you see what appears to be uh, an undead deer later on in the trailer. Uh, but it does 
of course, show you are going to be dealing with the undead in that style situation. Uh, but for those that don't know much about State of Decay, it's more so a third-person survival game where there is also base building and the combat in my opinion, for both games, State of Decay 1 and 2, uh, was relatively clunky all the way through. That's not to say State of Decay 3 couldn't take a completely different direction. If you look at the Darksiders franchise, Darksiders 1 and 2 uh, were somewhat similar in a lot of ways. The first was kind of a god of war. Am I thinking about the right Darksiders? Yes. Uh, you had Darksiders 1, which was basically a classic God of War game. Darksiders 2 kind of had that same kind of situation going on. Darksiders 3 uh, kind of picked up more of that Dark Souls-style action combat. And then the newest Darksiders, uh, Darksiders Genesis, uh, actually ended up taking somewhat of a Diablo approach, which is totally uh, out of left field. So State of Decay 3 could feasibly do something entirely different, but I think this is probably uh, just a CGI trailer to get you in the mood. Then Tetris Effect Connected is coming to the Xbox Series X. Uh, this is, of course, Tetris Effect, the game that came out on the PlayStation 4 as well as the PC. Gorgeous Tetris game that certainly uh, does accentuate its art style and kind of makes it a loftier Tetris experience where you find yourself uh, in the midst of finding where that Z puzzle or Z piece can fit into the uh, in into the slot. Uh, but this is adding some cooperative modes as well as multiplayer, both local and online, if you would like to dive in on the Xbox. Then Warhammer 40,000 Darktide is coming. Uh, again, this was a very, very CGI-filled trailer, uh, but it does look to be a very interesting, fun little adventure. Personally, this is one that took me by surprise. I did not think this was uh, actually going to be a Warhammer game. If you look, uh, I thought this might be a new IP, and I think that it might actually perform better if it was, in fact, a new IP, because this looks to be something that doesn't really trigger Warhammer in my mind, personally, uh, but it looks very promising. I'm excited to see the future of this game, and of course, Warhammer is a very well-known franchise overall, so hey, Maybe this will be one for the record books whenever it is all uh, said and done. But Darktide certainly on my list of a game that I would enjoy uh, because, man, it looks very, very good. And again, it is worth mentioning, this one is a four-player co-op game. Then Crossfire X. The original Crossfire became the most played game by worldwide player count, but at this point it is over a decade old. Smilegate has rebuilt the game in Unreal Engine 4 and will be releasing it with a new campaign made by control developer Remedy Entertainment. Uh, and that's what gets me very excited, because Remedy Entertainment has a lot of talent. Uh, and of course, you can play games like Quantum Break, you can play games like Control, uh, but of course, as somebody who is a huge fan of first-person shooters, I would love to see that talent applied to a campaign, and that's exactly what we are getting with Crossfire X. Uh, now again, for those that don't know what Crossfire is, I described it to a friend earlier as, in the competitive scene, uh, similar in nature to something like a CSGO. Uh, and out of all of the trailers that we saw shown off during today's showcase, this is the only one where the gameplay itself uh, looks better than the cutscenes that are shown during the game. 
that is something to uh, to certainly uh, envy for a lot of these developers out there. Uh, but I'm personally excited for Crossfire X. I can't wait to see if it is the Battlefield replacement uh, that I have been looking forward to for a very long time. But uh, definitely one to keep your eye on if you are a fan of the modern military shooter. I cannot wait to see what goes on with that. But it looks like we're hinting at four-player co-op here. Uh, there are a lot of giant set pieces, and this is just going to be one giant action romp developed by Remedy Entertainment coming to the Xbox Series X and the PC. Presumably the Xbox One as well for that one. Then Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Bungie's next chapter in Destiny 2 will be on Xboxes, but more importantly, Game Pass members will get it too. The Game Pass subscription will have all of the game's standard edition expansions, not including seasonal content. That does not include Beyond Light, which is slated for a November release. So all of Destiny 2 as far as the expansions go, is going to be available on Xbox Game Pass, uh, which essentially gets you 90% of the way to having the entire Destiny experience. Uh, now, I tweeted this earlier, of course, as being the entire comprehensive Destiny 2 experience, and it seems it's not uh, entirely that. Uh, but considering the amount of value you get from uh, having all of these expansions, that is something that is very, very impressive. Uh, and again, it gets you so much content just to experience experience and to get you into the world of Destiny 2. Now, for those that don't know, Destiny 2 is going to be, uh, what do you call it, not modded, ported uh, to the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, and it's going to kind of act as a foundation for the next few years of what is going to be coming uh, to the world of Destiny. Instead of a Destiny 3, or even at this point, if they had still been tied to Activision, a Destiny 4. Uh, they are going to be building on this. Uh, so if you want to dive into Destiny 2, it's going to be very affordable, especially if you already have an Xbox Game Pass subscription. Then we saw Everwild. Rare is still working on its mysterious game, set in a magical wilderness with a Breath of the Wild meets Monster Hunter vibe. A beautiful game this one is, if you wanted to get a bit of a glimpse of it. Uh, you can tell by the art style this is something that blends a bit of, of realism with this kind of hand-drawn art style in a way. Uh, it takes some, uh, of course, inspiration as the article mentions from Breath of the Wild, combines that with a bit of Ori, uh, in my opinion, but certainly a lot to look forward to here. Uh, but uh, this is one of those new experiences that I can't help but look forward to because it's nothing I've seen before. Uh, in the gaming industry, I look at Crossfire X, for instance, and I see Battlefield, Call of Duty, all of these callbacks. I look at something like, for instance, scrolling back up, uh, Destiny 2, of course. You look back to Destiny 1, then to Halo because of Bungie. Uh, all of these experiences, State of Decay, I've seen that before. Stalker, I know what that is. Uh, with Everwild, it's something entirely new. And that's incredibly exciting for me. Uh, so if you want to dive in and give it a look, it is going to be coming soon. Again, no release date for that one yet. Then Grounded is going to be coming on July the 28th. It is a co-op survival adventure about exploring a backyard the size uh, of an ant, uh, as you are, not the, not the backyard itself. That wouldn't be very, very uh, good, would it? But moving on from that one, The Medium. Bloober Team has released this dark mystery game in the works for a holiday 2020 release. Uh, this is a really neat game that actually got some press earlier this week. The style of gameplay has actually been patented. That is right, this is essentially rendering two different experiences and realities at once while you play the game. 
So for instance, to put this into real world terms, let's say you're walking through Walmart on the toilet paper aisle. At the same time, if this was a video game you're in, it would be rendering you walking in the toilet paper aisle at Target. So you have these two different realities uh, that can then be switched back and forth depending on the gameplay mechanic and the situation within the game uh, that you might need to access. Which gets me very, very excited. In a lot of ways, it reminds me of the Titanfall 2 campaign. Uh, this is not something that is new, but it takes something of an Alan Wake and combines it with elements of the Titanfall 2 campaign to create the medium, uh, which kind of flashes you back and forth between different realities. Uh, and that gets me very, very interested in what they are cooking up over at Bloober Team, uh, who should certainly probably uh, look into changing their name. And again, you can check out all of these trailers yourself via the polygon link below then the outer world is getting an expansion that has been teased throughout the week you can experience peril on gorgon with the peril on gorgon expansion obsidian will add a chunk of new content to the outer worlds you can check that out if you would like to dive back in and of course the game is presumably going to be coming to the xbox series x i think that's been confirmed but don't quote me on that it is worth a google later on Psychonauts 2, number one, has been delayed uh, into next year. On top of that, Jack Black is doing the theme song. Uh, it is going to be uh, Jack Black as a brain in a jar, and it will feature the vocal and musical stylings of the Tenacious D legend. The Xbox Game Showcase featured a long trailer for the game that showed some psychedelic segments, and of course you can check out the entire three-minute trailer, roughly give or take, if you would like. Now, personally, I've never been a big Psychonauts guy, but if you're into the puzzle platforming, this one is going to be right up your alley, and it is essentially exploring the intricacies and the strangeness of the mind. Uh, that is pretty much what the original Psychonauts was attempting to do, uh, and it certainly does succeed in that in a lot of different ways. Uh, but if you are looking forward to this one, again, you are going to have to wait a bit longer. It was assumed this one would be coming in 2020. Uh, that is not going to be happening. It is now officially coming in 20. 2021 uh, as of right now. Again, that could even get delayed further. But the team at Double Fine is hard at work if you are looking forward to Psychonauts 2. Then a new game from Don't Not Entertainment, the creators of Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2, is working on its Xbox Game Studios exclusive about twins with a supernatural bond. Tell me why the official Chapter 1 release is going to be coming this August, if I remember correctly, on August the 27th, according to the trailer itself. Uh, you can visibly see the Don't Not, even in its current generation format, which is presumably what this is, uh, has improved their tech directly drastically as compared to Life is Strange. It still has a bit of that jankiness that you would expect from a Life is Strange. If you go back to the original, uh, you can certainly see there is a lack of tech, for lack of a better phrase, uh, but there is a lot of improvement here. You still have this uncomfortable uh, dead eye situation going on with a lot of these people, but again, there, there, there's a lot of improvement uh, to, be, to be noticed here. So if you are into twins with a supernatural bond, it was a weird way to say that. Uh, you can check out Tell Me Why when it launches on August the 27th. Then, Balan Wonderworld. Square Enix has a theatrical action platformer in the works set in an imaginary land called Wonderworld. And, of course, uh, he here you have it if you would like to uh, check it out. Not really my cup of tea. Kind of has a Dragon Quest art style vibe, but uh, certainly something that you can probably uh, get into if you're into... Uh, into whatever this one is. I, I think this is where I went to the bathroom, quite frankly. 
I don't I don't recall this one, but it looks like there's some puzzle platforming and uh, let's move move on from that one. Dragon Quest 11s Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition is going to be coming to the Xbox. Of course, this is the first time a Dragon Quest game has come to the Xbox, uh, and this is a very significant move because it shows that the franchise is open to coming to different places. Uh, this was actually unveiled during the pre-show, so this was not a mainline announcement, uh, but if you are a fan of Dragon Quest and you want to uh, go ahead and check this one out, uh, it is not going to be limited to PlayStation or any other platform, uh, it is going to be available on the Xbox Series X, I would assume, maybe even Xbox One, but I don't want to say that definitively. Uh, and so, of course, you have the creators talking more about the game, but it is going to be Dragon Quest XI-S, uh, properly coming to the Xbox Series X, uh, not to be confused with the Series S, which is hypothetically coming at some point this fall as well. Then there is Echo Generation. Coco Cucumbers turn-based adventure game is aiming for a 2021 release. Again, this is a turn-based adventure game where I'm sure you go back and forth, you find opportunities for an engagement, and you can explore this interesting art style. Kind of takes that 16-bit vibe, but on top of that, uh, it adds a bit of a 3D uh, situation going on here. Not gonna lie, I'm into it. I, I don't know why, but but it's kind of it's kind of getting me. Uh, now this is by no means a console seller or anything of the sort, uh, but it does have a bit of charm to it. It just depends on how well you go between adventuring and and doing the turn-based uh, combat. That that's where you lose me if it's not done properly. But Echo Generation is going to be coming in 2021, as you can see by the trailer. So you can look forward to that. Exomecha is also aiming for a 2021 release. This Twisted Red game is a free-to-play online competitive first-person shooter that looks absolutely stunning. Uh, now, if you are into mechs and FPSs, this is going to be right up your alley. Looks like a Battlefield meets Michael Bay meets uh, Transformers, and on top of that, maybe a bit of Terminator, uh, if you really want to get into it. Okay, maybe not Transformers, but the rest of it, pretty on point. Uh, so if you're into mechs fighting, grenade launching, rocket launching, uh, and in general, a pretty solid-looking competitive first-person shooter experience, uh, this is going to be coming to the Series X, and on top of that, presumably to PC as well, in 2021, maybe to other platforms. Again, all of this news has just been shared a few hours ago, so we'll have to wait for more definitive information, but Exo Mecca is coming in 2021, and you can sign up for the beta on exomecha.com, which I am absolutely uh, going to be doing. Then we are getting Hello Neighbor 2. Eerie Guest Studios is still working on the follow-up to the 2017 survival stealth game. If you were wondering if the game was going to be getting some kind of sequel, it is indeed. So if you missed sneaking into your neighbor's house, congratulations, you can do it again. Uh, never was into this one, but if you are uh, into that, by all means, you can look forward to it. So then you see the other announcements that have come and gone. Watch Dogs Legion got a bit of a new trailer. Game settings optimized for the Xbox Series X. You are, of course, looking at Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and Sea of Thieves that have all been confirmed. Uh, on top of that, you were also going to be able to upgrade to the optimized versions of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Bright Memory Infinite, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Dirt 5, Madden NFL 21, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Ascent, Vampire Pirate the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Watch Dogs Legion, and Yakuza Like a Dragon.
Now, again, that was a lot of information. I want to apologize in advance. That was a bit thick. Uh, but that is the Xbox Games Showcase that we saw today. That is everything that was announced. That is everything that was discussed. So how was the show? On Twitter, there was a poll that was released by, I believe, Shinobi, who wanted to rate it on a scale that you would normally get uh, in school, A, B, C, D, or F. Uh, I gave this one a B, and I'll tell you why I gave it a B. Because the Xbox brand has not been this strong since the Xbox 360 generation. There are exclusive experiences that are coming to the Xbox Series X and to the PC space as well, but that are under the Xbox umbrella that are not available on the PlayStation 5 or any other platform, but that people would want to play and that would potentially sell consoles. It is a good place to play games. The Xbox One... The entire generation that we experienced since 2013 until now has not been the go-to for many people, and for a good reason. The exclusives available there were dwarfed uh, by what PlayStation had to offer. But with the games that we have seen here today, again, a lot of them here in the headline, Halo Infinite, Avowed is a huge one, Fable, State of Decay 3, there is a lot here that you are going to be wanting to experience that you either need a PC for or a console, and that console has to be the Xbox Series X. And I think that while there is nothing about today's showcase that is going to get uh, Xbox in a position that it is winning against the PlayStation 5, I feel that both platforms are now much more even, especially in this launch time frame. Because ultimately, although there are probably a few games here and there that are also going to be hitting this holiday season, it comes down to the fact that this year, when it comes November or December and it's time for Christmas or whatever holiday you might celebrate, you are going to have two options. A PlayStation 5 with Spider-Man Miles Morales or an Xbox Series X with Halo Infinite. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Now, in 2021, a lot more is going to get flashed out. Uh, you are going to have a lot more third-party games. On top of that, you are going to have a lot more first-party games. And so that's where you can kind of shape what kind of experience you want to have in this upcoming generation of consoles based on your choice of what console you go with this year. But if you are looking to buy in the launch time frame, you have a PlayStation 5 with what is ultimately a standalone DLC for 2018's Marvel. Marvel Spider-Man, or you have an Xbox Series X with Halo Infinite, a game with incredible promise, but during today's showcase still needs a lot of work before it is a 10 out of 10. And that is pretty much where we sit going into the new generation of consoles, and that's what gets me excited, because with both of these consoles being in line, or at least closely aligned with one another, that is genuine competition, and that's something we haven't seen in a very, very long time, and that gets me pumped. But enough about the Xbox Games Showcase today. Ghost of Tsushima is breaking PlayStation sales records in Japan. It sold 221,915 copies in its first week, comfortably surpassing the record previously held by Death Stranding, Famitsu reports. According to Game Data Library, a site which collates Famitsu sales data, Death Stranding sold 185,909 copies in its launch week in Japan, ahead of Gran Turismo Sport, Marvel Spider-Man, and Days Gone. 
Ghost of Tsushima also comfortably outsold last week's other major release, Paper Mario Origami King for Switch, which moved 100,909 copies. Sony said this week that Ghost of Tsushima had exceeded sales expectations in Japan and warned consumers of potential stock shortages. It's also worth mentioning they have bumped up those production numbers to try and get more copies to that area of the world. Sucker Punch's open-world title is only the third Western-developed game to receive a perfect 40 out of 40 score from Japan's Famitsu Magazine. The others were Grand Theft Auto V and Elder Scrolls IV Skyrim. In VGC's Ghost of Tsushima review, the critics said Kurosawa Homage forges its own identity, but is weighed down by the genre's more perfunctionary tropes. The game is available at Amazon Best Buy Game and other retailers as well. Now, I do not have Ghost of Tsushima. I have not experienced it for myself. Uh, I've been watching a bit of gameplay, and quite frankly, I think I might pass uh, on it because it just doesn't seem to be the style of gameplay that I had hoped that it would be. Uh, not to say it's a bad game. I'm just looking at it, and it might be one that I go back to in the future uh, whenever it is on sale or in a couple of years when it is bumped down to that $20 price range. Uh, but Ghost of Tsushima certainly is a fantastic addition to the PlayStation 4. For exclusive lineup. Uh, it is a fantastic way to end off the generation. Uh, you have The Last of Us Part 2, which is still riding very high, but Ghost of Tsushima is going to be the final big PlayStation 4 exclusive for the generation, and it is selling very well in Japan, according to VGC. Now, to round out today's show, Nintendo is expanding outside of video games. Nintendo recently published its annual report for the fiscal year ending March 2020, which includes a variety of details about the publisher's plans for the future. On top of proving that its directors are paid significantly less than U.S. execs, the report appears to confirm that Nintendo is interested in pursuing non-video game projects with its IP. A section in the report describes the instability of the contemporary video games industry before briefly discussing the possibility of delivering Nintendo experiences to a wider audience. The company group is seeking to deliver its entertainment to a wider range of consumers than ever before by recognizing Nintendo IP, including characters and worlds from its games, as its strength in addition to developing integrated hardware software products, read the report. As a company that creates entertainment to bring smiles to people's faces, Nintendo strives to create new forms of entertainment while maintaining a robust business structure, reads a section further down. To expand our business, our highest emphasis is placed on providing users around the world with exciting forms of entertainment that they have never experienced before. The new entertainment mentioned above is nothing new. From the Wii's motion controllers to the Switch's handheld-slash-home console hybridity, the company has always been known for its innovation in the game's sphere. However, collecting distinct sections from the report into one whole gives us reason to believe that Nintendo is exploring other avenues, something that is backed up by the company's recent partnership with LEGO and the ongoing development of Super Nintendo World. Quote, we will continue to flexibly transform ourselves by adapting to changing times while constantly valuing the spirit of originality based on the belief that the true value of entertainment lies in its uniqueness and will endeavor to continue providing products and services that people will be positively surprised and delighted by, reads the report. 
The most concrete evidence comes from the company's statement to deliver its entertainment to a wider range of customers by recognizing Nintendo IP as its strength, implying the transferability of properties such as Zelda, Pokemon, and Mario to other mediums. While it remains unclear what the company has up its sleeve, it appears that Nintendo video game characters could start appearing in more and more non-video game projects. I, and this is wise, because if you look at stuff like Super Nintendo World, uh, this Breath of the Wild screenshot could easily be some kind of VR ride or experience in some kind of park. If you look at a Mario game, it is ripe uh, for taking advantage of that iconic face. I mean, you think gaming and you think Mario. Uh, it is just a common link. So it seems Nintendo is going to be expanding outside of just their gaming space, but hopefully they won't get too big for their britches. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and if you did, drop me a like down below and let me know what you thought of today's big Xbox Games Showcase. Are you getting a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? Both, what do you think about the lineup for the Xbox this holiday season or going into the future? Would love to know what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.